Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or SleepNumber.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of But Am I Wrong? And Melissa, are we ever wrong? Never, ever, 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 ever. Not once have we ever been wrong. We are in the Guinness Book of World Records, which, sidebar, I think we should get in there for something. You know who shares your thoughts and feelings on this? Grace? Mm-mm. I I do think if we asked Grace that she would be like, fun time. Props. Like it. I don't know. There's a lot. But, so yeah. who shares it? Gabe. Oh. <gasps> Well, that should have been my second guess because Gabe and I share a lot and things that I had no idea I cared deeply about, Gabe then brought it up and I said, oh my God, I actually now care very deeply about that. And one of those that I think about a lot and I literally told Mons was Gabe's fear of dying in a plane crash and not being the most famous person on board. Mm -hmm. And so they wouldn't be mentioned at the first of the headline, maybe even not at all. And I was like, I had no idea that that's now one of my greatest fears. So y'all share that they tried to get in with making, you know, when you used to put glue on your hand and then rub it off, they tried to make the biggest, biggest ball of that. But the Guinness World of Records said that they weren't interested, but (gasps) they would read it every year that it came out and see what they could do. Shut the fuck up. I need to talk to them about this because that is actually the most Megan experience that I've ever heard someone else having of being like, I want to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Oh, this other thing that I do that's a fun sensory thing because I fucking loved doing that. And I then being like, doing that. oh, you're actually not interested in this? Like that. What do you mean other people are not obsessed with it? Yeah. 
Uh, well, so if you have never listened before, to give you a quick rundown, like we said, we are absolutely never wrong. So what do you do when you're never wrong? You start a podcast because that's what we do. And we have three different segments. We will explain each of them before we get into it. But all you really have to know is it's ethical gossip. It is non-toxic, GMO-free, shit-talking uh, opinions. If you're someone who has so many opinions that you're like, I don't even know what to do with all of them. It's like that photo of Adele and then also Taylor Swift has one of them like trying to hold all their Grammys. And they're just like, oh, I just have so many. That's mm-hmm. us with opinions. Mm-hmm. But... My name is Megan. My name's Melissa. Together, we're about to change your life for better or for worse. Together, we're like, hmm. Hmm. Anyways, so one of our favorite parts about this podcast is we, we deem who we think was wrong in each situation. But then we open it up for you, listeners or viewers. If you're on Patreon, you can watch us there, too. It's a fun time. You can let us know if you agree who you think was wrong in the situation. And we post those polls over on our Instagram story. And we usually do those on Friday, but before Monday or maybe Monday. So you have to follow us. It's like a very sneaky trick to get you to engage with that. And they will be on each individual highlight as well. So you can, you know, make sure you click them all and vote. And then we also like to get your feedback. So if you, why you agree or why you disagree, if you have any personal experience with it or like you have your own thoughts and feelings. And then we also read those aloud along with the results on our Friday episode called Fisting Friday. Wee! And it's a great time. And if you haven't listened last week's, we had a pretty controversial one about we concerts. Did. So we did. And then we won tomorrow, which was from one from last week. You know, it's a whole time space continuum thing. Sounds about right. All right. Are you ready to get into, but am I wrong for this week? I am so ready. Who is first? Me. Melissa is first. Because I know you're going to, you know, you've got stuff to get into. So, but am I wrong is our first segment. And this is where we either pitch a situation that's happened in our life recently, or maybe in the past where we're like, was I wrong in this situation? Or we do hot takes as well as lukewarm takes or a rant, something we have to get off of our chest that we feel strongly about. I today have, I guess, a rant. I don't know. First, I'd like to issue an apology, though, for the second week in a row. Not this, the last week was for don't blame me, but this is for this week. I'd like to issue an apology. I know um, a c- couple weeks ago, you said that like you had your whole rant about cruise ships, and then someone yeah. wrote in and said that, like, Riverboats are better. And you know what? Have to agree. <laughs> Flawless setup and delivery. Thank oh my you. god. I knew Melissa, the way you told that, I forgot I already knew what we were talking about, but I forgot you transported me. And then I mm-hmm. came right back around to where I started. Gold star. I'm so, giving you an EGOT for that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh I like to thank myself um so you know river boats they go down the river they're big there's lots of laughter and fun on it and you know this week i would like to specifically talk about the battle of montgomery aka the montgomery sweet tea party aka cinco de negro uh so on august 5th 
in Montgomery at the riverfront front. A um, it was at first reported a dock worker, but he's actually part of the ship's. What are they called? Crew? A I don't fleet? know. I don't know. Yeah, he's a crew. Yeah, crew member of the ship. The big river boat was pulling up. They needed to dock, but they couldn't because this little platoon boat was <laughs> in the way. What a fitting name for this. A platoon. 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 And uh, these fellas that own the boat, apparently they do this all the time where they'll just park it and leave it. They get in fights with the people that work there. They also one year stole a golf cart that belonged to them that they that, to the uh, riverboat people, dock crew, whatever it's called, that they used to like transport disabled people or like the elderly to get on the boat. They just stole it and left it at their hotel. So these people, white people love golf carts. Mm-hmm. As a white person, I do love golf carts. Like I also do love a golf cart, but like they're just nuisances. No, they're yeah, just yeah. nuisances, just nuisance. And so, um, because they wouldn't move, they left their boat there, walked away. A man that worked there, like who knows how to work boats, tried to move it. And they didn't like that very much. So they came back and, you know, we've got the people on the riverboat are chanting and singing. At first they were having a good old merry time. There was some funky jazz playing. The band on the boat was really jamming away. But then because this little platoon wouldn't move, then they started chanting Ludacris's classic song move bitch get out the way and instead of the caucasian people moving the boat they decided to jump this black man who is part of the crew and was just trying to help it out so that these hundreds of people that are on this very large river boat can get off well 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 so a few words were said the man turned his the cap he was wearing backwards and started to tussle. And then one white person came, two white person came, people came. He threw his hat in the air as to signal that he was in distress. That's the bad signal. Also, he threw it like a, I was like, were you on an ultimate Frisbee team? Like my, the <laughs> wrist, the snap the of the wrist. I was like, get this yes. man, get this man on a team. Threw it in the air and from there. Well, before we even get into that, I just want I also want to give the the rich history of Montgomery, Alabama. Um, if you don't know, the dock that they were pulling up to was a former slave port. And also Montgomery is one of the pillars cities of the civil rights movement. The Montgomery bus boycott started there, of course, and right down the street is Selma where there was a big march. So, yeah, it's a mess. It's all, all the ancestors were right there. And it was also on the the riverboat itself was called the Harriet too. I did not see that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, even the white captain of the riverboat was at first politely telling these people to move the boat and they were like, no. So then they started a tussling. 
and he they when I jump in the truest form, like he got I jumped. No, no, like, no. I'm saying like, but but specifically the the man who initiated the jumping, he he had to gain momentum from his legs leaping him off of the ground. Like mm-hmm. the fact that he could look at himself in the mirror and look at this man and said, "I've got I can this," take him. and mm-hmm. I'm going. You but actually don't have this at all. That's the caucasity of it all. It is. So at first, you know, this young 15, 16 year old white worker, he tried to come up and help and he got molly whopped and he ran off. But the that but then when the hat was flung in the air, people ran, swam, skipped over to save this man i knew when i saw the skipping when i see the trio of black men that had taken off their shirts and they they were also working there they were workers there they took yeah. off their shirts and did a little skippity do and when, if if i see you know a shirt off and we're holding our pants as we're skipping that's not a frolic skip that's a shit's about to go down skip and then we had Michael B. Phelps jump in the water, a.k.a. Aquaman, a.k.a. AKA Jermichael Phelps. You know, he, another 16-year-old, dove. Well, I don't know if we're going to call that quite a dive. I don't know if you saw it from the angle when he jumped in. It was that time when Jay-Z and Beyonce jumped off the boat and Jay-Z looked very chaotic in his jump, body parts going everywhere. But Uh uh-huh. There's a, there's so many different. It's a run angles. jump flail. It, yeah, it was a flail, but he was he was looking. He was like, "Do I yeah, need no, to get was, in? Do I not?" He was like shuffling back and forth, trying to figure it out, and the then time, like saw he was like, "I know how." I, Forty meters. Yeah, he jumped in and swam over so fast. Melissa, we need to learn how to swim like that. <laughs> yes, glided across the water. There's photos. His name is Aaron. There's photos of him. His parents like wrote out. Uh, sent out a letter saying like we're proud of him for standing up they didn't drop his last name some people did find him on the internet but since his parents didn't share the last name i won't share it yeah but there's photos of him like on a treadmill not using a treadmill in the way it should be used he's using it as like a pool bar in the same manner that he lifted himself out of the water so he was training People are trying to get him a scholarship for any sport. They're like, yeah. what do you want to do? Whatever. Like, you can do anything. Try Whatever you want to like, do. You fucking got it. Land, sea. Yeah. And I, I saw some discourse of some uh, white people that were like, we don't know that this is a this is racially motivated. We don't know if this is like a black and white thing. It is. One, we can't hear what these white men are saying. Yeah. I know what they're saying. Two. They're in the South. And when you're from the South, you know exactly, even if somebody isn't saying the quiet part out loud, you know exactly what's going through their mind. Three, several people from this family were taken to the hospital. And once they got to the hospital in Selma, most of the staff were black. And they called the police and said, there's just a bunch of N-words here working. And the police were like, you can either get treated or go home. And they went home. Another man owns a store called uh, Vassar Minimart. 
It's like a grocery store. Right? I thought it was like a 7-Eleven, but it's like it's it's a it mini. Seems... It's a small, smaller okay. like grocery store, kind of okay. like the size of like Trader Joe's. OK, you know, but it's not like yeah. a full grocery store. Mm hmm. And he uh, initially posted a video and said, like, I was just defending myself, blah, blah, blah. And the video that he posted was like minutes into the fight and not at the get go when he was actually the first person that allegedly threw a punch. And then people pointed that out and posted the actual video. And from that, he said, I don't need you people's money. I prefer the superior white dollars. So, yes, this was racially motivated. You know, some people got hit over the head with chairs. And like the late, great Luther Vandross said, a chair is still a chair, even if no one is there. As some people have been using the Negro National Anthem and changing the words to lift every chair and swing. The people that get it, get it. And so to all this, I'd say, I hope everybody that was involved, all the white people that were involved in this fight. I hope that when you listen to Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town, I hope you get PTSD. <laughs> when I was first doing my research on Monday, there weren't any arrests because initially people were, got arrested and then they were everybody was released because the cops, the cops were there. They were looking. They didn't start making arrests until that one unk hit a woman on the head, which he did go a little too far with that. But to that, I also potato, say... Potato, potato. You know. Fuck around and find out. Rosa Parks, you know, they told her to get out of her seat to give it to a white person. And he was just returning the favor, giving the chair back. And so here we are. That's what I call coming together. <laughs> We're so divided as a nation. And I think that was a perfect example of coming together. Yeah. Person to person. Some people need to be put in their places. Sometimes violence is the answer. Sometimes violence is the answer. Like also the late great John Lewis said, it's good trouble. AKA standing up to authority for what you believe in can get a little bit violent. And, you know, there's been... Monday was a great day. I'm so glad that, not glad because like I want to work for money, but like I didn't have any podcasts on Monday <laughs> at all. So this was my life on Monday and my whole FYP, there was not one video that was uh -huh. not about this. Melissa, it felt like Firefest all over again. It, did, it felt like Firefest. Yeah. It, it felt like the submersible. Oh, yeah. Everyone coming together. The white allies, you know, making videos to talk shit on white people that didn't know what they were talking about. Every culture nominating people from their delegation saying that we accept this and then making peace offerings as well. Also, like the parody videos that came out of this. I love the one video. It was posted to the Instagram account, That Boy Funny. And it was a play-by-play -play of the things that happened. They used the actual audio from the main video that everybody was watching with the woman. It's like, that boy, he didn't got in the water swimming. And they made a parody video with black and white people coming together in comedy where they're doing a, the, everything that happened in the video 
but like with wrestling moves and it's incredible and you know what that is that is an indie production no studio back yes. that no and those are it's union art. allies i would like everyone to go look at it they're on I wild and out it. so like they know what they're doing and so again to the person last week or a couple weeks ago that said that riverboats were superior i tip my hat rather throw my hat up at you thank you very much i would also love to shout out not wildin which is n-o-t-w-i-l-d-l-i-n on tiktok did a response to um a comment that someone had they did a tiktok basically saying hi i'm blind um and can someone explain the video to me like i i can hear the it but the context of it accessibility wise and he explained everything in a way that i go where did you get your english degree like this is poetry it's beautiful like the posted on pinterest like just ju just the description of all of this like the art that has come out from all mm -hmm. of this i can't scroll through without it i also just th they think that like a lesson that i thought we all had learned from i think i was first told this when i was probably 10 you do not start a fight that you cannot win mm -mm. you don't jump and in the fight no if you cannot win the fight you don't participate in the fight yeah but i do think they thought they were going to win because it at one point was like six against one and that ego if you could bottle that up and sell it big pharma would be on that like fucking crazy there's just something beautiful like I about watching I, I love watching people who deserve to get their ass beat get their mm -hmm. ass beat like I don't like mm -hmm. watching wrestling I don't like watching mm -hmm. any of that but I like watching race I don't like I, I, I like watching racists get their shit rocked like and you know Bring call me true, back. true American like, I'm telling you right now like that's that is the patriot like true fucking American yes. shit we do like salute but yeah like just bring brawling back i think a lot of things will get solved better brawling and some people don't understand your words and yeah. they need they need they to need have fist. a knuckle sandwich and you tried the he tried the words he tried work. he tried several times he tried mm -hmm. and they didn't want to listen he was just doing his job yep very rarely do we get a moment where usually you have to wait for karma for a while like yeah. usually like you have to sit on your ass for a bit and like sometimes people forget and then you like you look back years later and you go whatever came of that whatever happened and you see mm -hmm. oh okay you know it, it, it worked itself out eventually but watching it play out in a, a short span of time that is a lesson you'll never forget yeah yeah i want to see it in like an oil painting like those like I've seen people like Italy, make them like already. The fucking Michelangelo, like the last, like I. It's... Somebody has already created one. I just, I can't get over how the paintings, the art, the, there's some chair earrings. There's a few songs already. Even Cheryl Lee Ralph was singing Lift Every Chair and Swing. So With those like, pipes. Yes, it was beautiful. Martin Luther King's daughter was posting about it, like. This was really a time. It's really a time for America. And I like it. I like it a lot. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. I'm so glad. I've been looking forward 
to talking about this without us ever even touching base, just knowing that even though we pushed the podcast recording a day, I'm like, I can't wait to talk about this. Yeah. <sighs> okay, your turn. So mine is the other one of three. So last week, my internet rabbit hole I went on was the book talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have one that for my nomination, which is one that I came into last night. And it's a very problematic one. And so that bumped what was going to be my original nomination. And I'm glad because I don't think this is worthy of a wrong of the week, because I think this is I wouldn't even say this is a lesson. This is more of a, a, a public embarrassment that I need to rant about. And this is my hot take. My hot take is multiple pronged. And my first prong is these new content creators and influencers are out of control and and we need to do something about it. And the second prong is something that's going to be a little bit harder to swallow. But I gave you the caveat that we're talking about specifically. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it mostly an influencer culture, but I'm going to make a little bit of a broader stroke. And that is the hot take that nobody's copying you. Nobody. Thank you. you. I was so hoping you were going to cover this. Nobody. Melissa, don't worry. I have the white people drama. I have got it. Yeah, handled. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. And I was like, Megan's got this. Megan's got this. I'm like, when you saw this, when you saw the other, you were like, Melissa, got when, that. no, as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I, because I was like, Riverboat, I go, and I go, oh, I'm fine. Melissa, I, I'll cover, I've got the white people drama. <laughs> and that's why last week when I told you I was doing the book talk thing, you go, that's white people drama. And I go, Okay, I, I mean, on because no, the, but the if, videos that had reached me, they were only white people, and I didn't even know where it had until after I sent it, and I was like, "Oh, this actually isn't." I mean, it kind of is. No, but it's but like content wise, yeah, yeah. But um, so I just felt like my cup runneth over with what seeing the internet. I go, we have so much to talk yes. about. Mm-hmm. So nobody's copying you at all. So if anyone hasn't seen, um, there's this creator. I feel even stupid saying it, which is why everyone like, pick your usernames accordingly. Tapey Boop. This is the Tapey Boop drama. <laughs> um, and it's absolutely asinine. And I say this as someone who like, I have such a fucking individuality complex. Like I am a Leo with an Aquarius rising. Like I wore a tiara at a school in middle school, like rainbow thigh high toe socks. Like I cannot wear something that someone else is wearing. Like, I need to be different. Like I, I, I am, I have to be special. Like that is something I fucking strive for. So the real truth of it is that no one's, no one's actually copying you. Rarely ever. And I also say this as someone who there is one instance in my life where I was like, this person is copying me. And I wonder if Melissa, you're going to remember because it does actually relate to something we were talking about earlier. And this person I have never met and I stumbled upon it and they were copying me. But here's the thing. I mm. didn't know this person. This was like very irrelevant to, to my life. And it is what it is. Was it weird? Would I probably not be friends with this person? But yeah, like I, I, I wouldn't do that. But I think of this like it's like comedy. There are collective thoughts. So like when people come across like, like oh, you stole this joke from somebody else. In certain aspects, like we all have similar thought processes and we all lead similar lives. And so coming to the same conclusion or the same observation about the same life and world we all live in 
that's called a collective thought. Like that's not a, a, a stealing of, of anything. And I would also say Pinterest is a collection of thoughts, ideas in a visual format and a visual medium. TikTok is an app of uh, thoughts and ideas in a visual medium, comma, specifically video. So when Tammy Bo <laughs> went on and she made these DIYs and interior stuff from things that she saw on Pinterest, that actually does not mean that she owns them and other people cannot make them or, or do them at all the same whatsoever because you are just the one who transferred something else from somewhere else. But this really boils down to me for the influencer aspect. If people are being influenced by you as an influencer, you are doing a good job at the job you are paid to do. Like, it is, it is that simple. But I also firmly believe if someone is legitimately copying you, you don't have to do anything because it is so blatantly obvious that everybody else will do that work for you. Like, if someone steals your intellectual property and something you've trademarked and something like, like, without a doubt. But if we're talking like, some bitch like stole, would wear, recreates all of your Instagram photos and steals your outfits. Like that person looks like a fucking clown. And like, mm -hmm. you don't need to say anything. And like, you don't even need to, to care about it because everybody else is like, this is fucking weird. And how I found out this person who I had never met was copying me was because someone who I know was like, heads up, this person is, this is, they came to me for a service that, that you come to me for a service asking for the same thing. Oh, and, yes. Yes. And was like, I knew they were, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And they also pretended to know me. And mm -hmm. this person has known me for a very long time. And they were like, Megan has like three friends and you're not one of them. Like you're, I don't know you. Like she doesn't, if I don't know you, she doesn't know you. And I didn't have to do anything because that person was making themselves look like a fucking loser. Like it was like, that was all there is to it. And that's like a blatant copying sort of thing. But if you have to explain deep dive about all this and you have to plead your case to your audience of nearly 2 million followers to an about another content creator who has 2 million followers in the same niche where your crossover is exponential. If none of them, if not even none of them, if hordes of them have not been like, you're copying this person, this is so blatantly obvious, then maybe, just maybe, it's either A, all in your head, or B, you are actually the one copying them or other people because screenshots have now come out mm -hmm. that Karen Joy, who is the content creator she accused of stealing, had done all of these before her. And she also didn't claim to create any of them because she also took inspiration. Karen took inspiration from things that she saw online, you know, other TikToks, uh, uh, Pinterest, and took inspiration for all of that, which these things all existed. And Tebe Boop even takes suggestions from people in the comments telling her what to do. It doesn't credit them. And the funniest part to me is when she was like, and she even has my wallpaper. Like, that's my wallpaper. I mean, I sell that wallpaper. And like, and Karen's like, well, it was like gifted to me and I like tagged you in it. And it's not copying, it's just reaching. But my final thing I would say is, I know that art is subjective. And I know that everybody has their own taste and style. But to get up there and lose your mind over someone who is also painting 
dinosaur heads and sticking them on the wall. It is truly not that serious. It is not that like your whole thing. It's whimsy. It's crazy. It's fun. It's like childhood references and all of that stuff. Well, actually, maybe it's childhood referencing like you pulled my pigtail. You look like it is literally like you're the antithesis. Like, you should live in a cold, dark, dusty room. Like where is your where is your fun? You're angry about people DIYing. You're proud of that. You're angry about the why of the DIY. You go, no, don't do it yourself. That's the thing about DIY is like, that's literally what you're supposed to do is do what the other person's doing. But also that even the wallpaper is not an original thought. Did you see no. that it came from? I don't even know. What was it? It was well, so like, like some physical these vintage thing. cakes. Yeah, these vintage cakes yes. have been trending. And so like, yeah, like it, it it's, it's just very of the time. It's just a picture of those cakes on uh-huh. the wallpaper. Two, did you see that? Or three, I guess. Did you see that Bippity Boppity Boo's uh, uh-huh. best friend, ex-roommate, roommate? Uh huh. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, them. by the way, Danny, we should talk." Like she talks mad shit about you. And people are like, "That's me," and I go, "No, you got to say it. Like mm-hmm. fucking say it." Mm-hmm. Also showed like everywhere that <sighs> Bippity Boppity Boo got their things from. Yep. And also like their audience and I'm not a, I don't follow them. I do. Fo- I think I did follow Danny for a while. Who's like their business partner. And they like Danny makes their own TikToks and they just started like collaborating on things together. And like Tabby Boop's style is not my style. Danny's is very interesting because she like works with like she's not a perfect like she's like an interior decorator. So like she doesn't have like interior design. Well, you have to like do architecture for interior design or whatever. So she gets hired by like friends and like word of mouth to really like decorate and she does these like really cool and interesting things and like you know it's it's fun so as someone who has consumed danny's content which has had crossovers with tabby boop and i've seen some of tabby boops on my for you page i even only watching a handful of videos over the last couple of years never even crossed my mind that she thought that this was uh, an original thought like it literally never crossed my mind and like her entire audience was like whoa you thought you made this up like no you like you actually there's no way you thought you made this up like that's actually crazy and she knows that she didn't and it just blows my mind how people are so emboldened on the internet to to speak untruths so loudly so vehemently when they have lived their entire existence online like if you know you cannot win the argument, if you know you cannot like land this plane sully, fucking sully style, don't get behind the wheel. Like save that for if you cannot win the fight, do not even fucking start. Even even if you know that you're so no, 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 because then you're getting fucking embarrassed like this. Mm-hmm. But I will say I always had bad vibes when I saw how nice her when she like lived she li- lived in San Francisco and did and was like had this gorgeous huge apartment that she was like doing all of this to. I was like, this is too much. Where do you have this money? This is that's so much money that I go, is this blood diamond money? Like what? Is, <laughs> how do you ha-? like? It's so fucking expensive that I'm just like, what are you not telling me? Because you're trying. You're like, let's bring back the childhood. I go. I would actually like to circle back to your ten million dollar home. Mm-hmm. How can we get there? I've got some questions but um her wallpaper line got removed and then she issued a somewhat of an apology ish but some things are inside thoughts and you can stew on them but if someone is copying you and they're probably not you actually don't have to say 
anything. Unless it's something you trademarked and you licensed, you know? Mm-hmm. Or not even that. Like That's, yeah, people have asked me, like... Or, like, lying, like, green book. Like, lie, tell me about the lies. Like, Melissa, why don't you, like, lean into, like, influencer stuff? Because I don't like people copying me. Like, that's part of, like, being... That's literally an Aquarius. In the like, world. That's, like, yeah. Yes, but, like, you should expect people are going to... Be influenced again, by DIY, you. DIY is not... Like, the whole point of DIY is to copy things, but, like, it's called influencer for a reason because you influence people to do things. Like, imagine just, like, declaring, like, hey, I'm really good at my job and I'm mad at it. And, like, mm-hmm. this, like, fuck that. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that's so... Like, that's actually, like, I can't think... I'm racking my brain and I actually cannot think of anything more embarrassing right now. Like, that's more... And then she removed the video that she, like, went for her, went at her at... And she'd already messaged her months ago and like asked her not to do any for DIYs. And Karen was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, that's so fucking out of pocket. Like if someone was copying me, I would be like, I'm not going to say anything. And I hope they keep doing it. I hope they can do it. And then they're going to fall. So they're going to build up and then they're going to total crash and burn. But if people are watching my content and watching their content, also not even accusing her of copying Karen, then I go, Mm -hmm. they're not even similar enough. And it's not just Mm -hmm. you two making these things. Mortifying mortifying we all live on the same tiktok and i just refuse to believe that taby boop did not see that video that went viral a couple months ago about a girl who was talking about how her ex-boyfriend cheated on her and she found out because this girl who like i mean she found out and then was like he got like a new girlfriend and she like sees this girl's instagram and the girl is copying every single one of her outfit posts and instagram posts to the exact thing, to the point where the girl's like, she's wearing like a dress that I got like six years ago from Forever 21 that she would have had to go find on Poshmark to buy, going to the same locations, taking the same pictures with the same boyfriend who was taking her pictures, who he was like, he is same one. And it like blew up and it was fucking crazy. And then she dropped the nugget of whose son it is. Do you not know this? Mm-mm. It is Betsy DeVos's son. The, she's like the edu- secretary of education. Yeah, I know who she is. Uh-huh. Yeah, a billionaire. And that is my bar for copying. That is out in the world. And if you don't have like someone in the Republican Party as like a factor in this and like a dramatic sort of thing, like you don't have, like, there's not enough there. You don't have the comparison of that. But like, you mean to tell me we're fighting over cereal bowls we've glued to the wall? Mm-hmm. It is not that serious. Fruit Loops. Like, couldn't be me. All right. <laughs> couldn't be me either. Uh, it's wild. It's it's jealousy at the end of the day. When you see somebody do something maybe better than you do. Exactly. Uh, I'm not saying that that's what happened. That just no, it's what she, probably, probably what, what she feels like. That's, yeah. Um. So we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll get into But Are Heroes. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? 
Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, 310 Nutrition. They're helping us, our listeners, all of you, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options of flavors and preferences. And I love a good option. I love an array. I love picking and choosing what I love. And I love these products. They make the most delicious protein shakes that I've had called the all-in-one shake and when I say delicious I mean like these don't taste like protein shakes they're just very flavorful and actually taste like the flavor that they say they are I have the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream and the caramel sundae um, I like to drink them as is or I've also like mixed them together so I've done like half of a chocolate Ooh. bliss plus half of a caramel sundae and it is so delicious tasty um, they have a protein blend of plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave you feeling full. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. I love their hydrate. It is so good for me. I've talked about this before so many times. Your girl needs electrolytes constantly, every day, at all times. And what I love about theirs is the variety of flavors. So lemon lime, my favorite, strawberry, peach mango, another delicious one, wild berry, watermelon, and cucumber. Hydrate Point supercharges water with all the key vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. So one stick of hydrate mixed into 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me. Oh, if only they could see the video. Melissa's holding up our next sponsor, who we love. No way. Yes way. And guess who our sponsor is? Way. <laughs> I have loved way products for so long, but I have to say that in the last month or so, whenever we started doing ads with them and I got sent some new things I've never tried before, I have been having the best hair days of my entire life. To, to, be, to be perfectly frank, I've been having gorgeous and easy hair days. 
Yeah, um, I had to uh, go out of town for a family emergency. I've talked about it on the podcast. And um, I usually do not like to fly with um, a lot of hair things. I'll usually use what's at my parents' house. And um, I was like, nah, I, I like this stuff too much. I packed everything. I packed everything that they sent us. It's just so, so good. I love their detox shampoo. I am someone who like the front part of my scalp or hair or whatever gets really dry. But then the nape of my neck, especially if I sleep with a bonnet on, I'll sweat in the night. And so then the parts of my back, like th- that's getting all dingy. But then also sometimes when you wear like your little front pieces, it can get like oily extra quickly. All of this to say, I have never used a clarifying shampoo that gets my hair so clean without being like dry and squeaky and like, oh gosh, I can't keep using this. This is not good. Like it just gets everything out of your hair, totally refreshes. But I cannot say enough good things about the hair gloss. Like, oh, the hydration, the shine, the, the gorgeous body that it gives your hair. It's fantastic. And I'm someone who has, I have lighter hair, so it doesn't get really shiny normally. And it's also bleach damage. So sometimes the ends, especially now, I need a haircut. They get really tangled and hard to brush through. When I use the hair gloss and then I give myself a little blowout at home, my hair looks stunning and it feels stunning. And that style lasts for a lot longer than most of my other hair days. Yeah, I'll use the detox shampoo and then also the leave-in conditioner and then let my, I'll twist my hair out and let it dry. And then I'll finish it with the hair gloss. And I love the way that it just like makes my curls pop. And it also smells so, so So good. good. It smells like a salon. Mm -hmm. I feel like my head's in a basin, but my neck isn't hurting. (laughs) It's like it's the best of both worlds. That is a great analogy. So we've been talking about Way's new hair gloss. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. It provides immediate shine, helps treat damage. What Megan just talked about, she has some chemically damaged hair and it enhances your color vibrancy. And according to a customer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looked shinier, healthier, and smoother. And we were not in that study, but we are telling you that we also agree that our hair was looking shinier, healthier, and smoother. Way has so many bestsellers. They're leaving conditioner, detox shampoo, like we talked about, their fragrances and their hair oil, which I love, especially when I'm wearing my hair naturally wavy to like break the cast. Doesn't weigh my hair down at all. Super lightweight. And they're just, everything they make is so good. They have not made a product that I haven't, not only like haven't like disliked, like I haven't loved, like I love everything they do. And we're just such a huge fan. So please keep sponsoring our show (laughs) because... You have a customer in me for life. Me too. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use promo code BLAME for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Promo code BLAME. back from our break hi and it's time for but are you wrong and that's when y'all write in to but am i wrong pod at gmail.com and you share trials and tribulations that you may be going through and you want to know am i the hero or am i the villain when you write in let us know your ages your pronouns if you'd like and keep it to 300 words or less and uh, give us pseudonyms for everyone. Anything else, Megan? No, I think you crushed it. Thanks. 
here we go to the first one. Hello, I'm writing to get the most important opinions regarding whether or not I-24 would be wrong for disinviting my friend 24 to a concert. I bought tickets to a show for my favorite artist earlier this year. I invited my friend to come with me, no charge. Of course, she accepted. She has asked several times for the date so that she can ask off from work. Recently, she asked again and then said she wasn't sure she would be able to get off since it's only a month out now. This is my vacation for the year. I was really excited for the show, but also to spend a few days with her now that we only see each other once a year due to distance. She's been on several vacations and weekend trips this year with her local friends, and I know she's had to ask off for. I'm glad that she's been able to do these things, but I'm hurt that she's not extending the same energy for me. It's important to note that she has ADHD. I'm acknowledging that this may have something to do with time blindness and struggles with object permanence, but it's frustrating to me that my friend is not prioritizing something that I made clear was very exciting and important to me to do together. I've given outs by asking her if she still wants to go and if it's something she realistically can fit in her schedule. She just responds with, I'll let you know. I'd rather go alone than have her make a drive for only a few hours since it's clear at this point that we wouldn't be able to spend more time than that together. Would I be wrong to ask her not to come? If she's not like committing to this, she said she was going, but if she's not committing to not like she hasn't taken the days off, then I would. And you bought the tickets. I mean, you already bought the tickets. You have both the tickets already. And if she's yeah, already this coming, kind of disrespecting of the time. It is dis. It is disrespectful of the time. But if she's already coming. Maybe. Maybe, she says, "I'll let you know." Well, because my At question this- is too. You were excited. You said we won't be able to spend more than that together, and. So you'd rather go alone than have her make the drive for only a few hours. So like, I think she was going to come for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of up in the air. She might or might not. But like at this point, like you're pissed at her. And like, even if she comes, like you don't want her to come. I don't think you'd be wrong because she hasn't solidified that she's actually coming. Yeah, I I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And like, I, I don't, as someone with ADHD, crippling ADHD, this is not an ADHD thing to me. This is like a... Like, I'm very aware that, like, my own, I'm, I'm like, so fucking acutely aware of, like, how what I do affects other people. Like, I'm constantly feeling guilty over that, that kind of stuff. And so a lot of the time I will say no. I say no to more things than that because I'm, I could probably make it work, but I'm so worried and convinced that I, I wouldn't be able to do it that I will undersell that as opposed to, mm-hmm. like, overpromise. I will always underpromise over deliver usually. And, like, it's just one of those things that's like, you know, it's it's being being aware of other people's time. It's not like a time blindness thing. Like, I'm not aware of time, but like wasting other people's time. Like, I'm acutely aware of that. And this isn't like be there at 12 and then you arrive at 1230. Yeah. This is you've known for eight months. You say you purchased the tickets earlier in the year. You've known for months now that this was happening. Like, it's not like something that's like, you know, this is a set time, blah, blah. This is something that she just keeps putting off, putting off and then not taking off a month 
in advance, that's messed up. Yeah, like my response to that, if I was her, I would have been like, I'm so sorry. I'm the fucking worst. Like, I completely forgot to ask off from work. Like, I would obviously like love to still like try and go, but like, I don't want to kind of like leave that up in the air for you. So like, if you can sell the ticket or you want to invite somebody else, I totally understand. Like, this was, this is on me. This is totally my bad. But if you, I, I will do everything in my power to try and come, but I can't guarantee that. And I don't, I don't want to leave you hanging until the last minute. And like, that's what I would say. And this is also your vacation too. Yeah. I've had friends like this where it's like, they're in their mind people want them there like so badly that it's like well even if the chance they can be there like you know it'll drop everything and like they'll they can come and it's just one of those things that like if you're gonna grace us with your presence I need to be excited to see you and that is (laughs) not gonna work if you're like last minute all of this like it just doesn't revolve around you in that sense like people make plans Mm. And they anticipate and they get excited for things. And like, if you're a last minute person, like that's okay. But you can't, you cannot make other people be last minute people if they're not, Mm -hmm. especially because you're the one who's been invited. Like, yeah, yeah, you're the plus one to this. So Mm -hmm. I would disinvite her as well. Yeah. And she can't be mad. No, it's like, I'm going to, I like wanted to go see Janelle Monet, which is in October. And so I just bought two tickets and I was just like, whoever wants to come can mm-hmm. come. And so I asked my cousin, I was like, do you like Janelle Monet? She's like, I love Janelle Monet. So she's come. Well, at first she was like, I don't know if I'll be able to come because I ha- might have to be working out of town. And so it was like a few weeks. Like I was like, hey, are you coming? Blah, blah. blah. And she's like, I don't know. Yet. I don't know. Yet. And then finally she's like, I can come. Like that's how you do it if you don't know. But like, Again, I'm st- still a few months out, not a month before. It's no, messed and like, up. The follow-up question. So it's like, y- this isn't like a forgot about it. It's like, it's been on my mm-hmm. mind, but then I didn't do anything to follow through. And mm-hmm. th- that's another common thing with people with ADHD. Like, we're far more likely to fuck up our lives than other people's lives. Like, I'm so much better mm-hmm. at reminding things for other people than I am for myself. And I'm also a bitch. So, like, this is coming from the bitch side of my brain, not the neurodivergent side of the brain. Mm -hmm. So that's it. All right. Because I am still in my birthday month, I am going to pick one that's about birthdays. Okay. I'm 23 and my best friend since beginning high school, Jane, is 22. We all celebrated birthdays together and and my August 4th birthday, hey, Megan, just passed. Happy belated birthday. After college, I'm still living where I went to school, but often drive home on weekends only a few hours away. Jane moved home, but is moving to my city for work later this month. Jane's boyfriend of four months lives near our hometown, so they spend the summer together and will be long distance-ish once she moves. Last month, when I mentioned my birthday, Jane plainly responds about that. I'll be on a cruise until August 2nd. She continues to not acknowledge my birthday as it approaches. On my birthday, which I was expecting her to forget, she texted me, happy birthday, again with zero inquiry about what I was doing. I had decided to celebrate the weekend before with my college friends who showed interest in celebrating and to drive home on my birthday to see my family. She turned her location off since she left for the cruise, so I didn't know where she was, or I didn't know where the fuck she was and I didn't ask, or tell her my whereabouts since she clearly wasn't interested. That night, she texted me about her boyfriend, indicating that they're together. After I don't respond, she must have checked my location and texted me again. I didn't know you were home. She then turned her location back on and I realized that her boyfriend was staying with her. 
I knew that I know they would be long distance when she moves in a few weeks, but am I wrong for thinking it's fucked that she intentionally avoided my birthday like the plague so that she wouldn't be obligated to partake in potential plans and could spend the whole weekend with her new boyfriend? Um, it's your birthday and it's your birthday month. So therefore, I'm telling you, you can absolutely do nothing wrong because you're a Leo and we have the same birthday. Um, but you are a little wrong. <laughs> like, okay, so I don't think you're that wrong. Like, I think that I like... I think she's wrong at all. Because I think if it's your best friend, then she knows there is no guesswork of in like anticipating like you know how your best friend feels about the birthday you know like this kind of like history and back and forth together with you i think the i would do your absolute best to not make this like about like this isn't about your birthday but i think you're right like in the sense like this is about her boyfriend and this is about like some of those people when they get into new relationships like it just becomes their everything and i think for someone to do it on your birthday when they like know and they care about your all of that kind of stuff that like it's like an extra kind of big slap in the face because some people get like caught up in their relationships and I think if like you weren't friends for so long which is like why I was already saying I think you're probably wrong but like if you haven't been friends for so long it's kind of hard to know what someone wants and feels about like you know birthdays or plans but like I think the turning off the location is oh like a little that. Well, no, it didn't make sense to me until you said that, like, she was like, oh, you're home. And so that makes me believe how you wrote it. And she was actually home and she's not on like the cruise. But she was the cruise ends the day today. Oh, but she's now. okay. so she that's the thing is like the friend was like, I'm going to be on this cruise for until the second but the caller's or the writer's boyfriend is until the fourth which was a friday so like she had time to prepare for the birthday party and so she's a friend yes and since the friend didn't show any interest in it she decided to celebrate her birthday in the week before with her college friends because her friend didn't want to do anything for her birthday oh in my mind these are she was on a cruise the whole time no she's literally home that's actually that's so this is fucked up and it's also like safety wise i need you to have your locations on at all time if you're going on a cruise especially <laughs> like, some guy you've been dating for four months yeah for four months uh-uh uh-uh no this is messed up no this is very fuck i would be i'd be livid i'd be so mad and also it's premeditated like, it shouldn't be like oh about that it should be like hey i booked this cruise like for your birth like the week of your birthday just so you know let me know what you want to do like the next like it didn't have to be like if you knew you might have been coming home from the cruise and you might be tired and you might not want to do something like that week just say like hey i want to do something for your birthday but i don't think i'll be up to it on the fourth can we do this like can we do something later i understand if you want to do something else with other people i also look at me completely pivoting now that i understand the timeline i also would be like low-key pissed if my friend that i celebrated my birthday with all the time booked a cruise on my birthday like if it was like hey my boyfriend booked this and like i just want to let you know but like it shouldn't be like hey by the way this should have been done like when you knew the cruise days you you should have said check out yes is it cool like are like Like, i've done that for you i was like what what are you doing you've Uh said it to me like what are you doing Uh for your birthday so we can you know do things around it and like it, it, it's just one of those things that it's like you've been doing this for a like a long time in that sense and so it's like okay you're planning the cruise ahead you also plan birthdays ahead so like if if you're going even if you, someone else didn't book it and you're the one who booked it fucking common courtesy to give someone 
a heads up far fucking ahead of time. And then because you've changed the plan to then offer a how am I going to make like, what if Mm -hmm. we did this or would this other weekend work to like show that like you're not you're not choosing to only use what I'm saying. The proactive part of your brain is only used for your romantic relationship. And then you the friendship just gets scraps like crumbs. Like clearly she has the foresight to plan. You want a whole Mm -hmm. fucking cruise. And the premeditated of turning the location off. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, well, you're on a cruise. Maybe it's international waters. Maybe it's just not going through. But like, she's already home mm-hmm. with her smelly boyfriend. I don't even know him, but I know he smells. Also, yeah, you're not wrong. No, you're literally not wrong at all. This is like a confrontation. Like, this is like a, we're not moving past this until we have a conversation about it. And I would bring up, not to give you advice, but I'm doing it. When you do these kinds of conversations, I people get really fucking testy if you like, it can be about the relationship and it's about because she's obsessed with the relationship, but you do not need to say that. Like it, the second you do that, like people will be like, oh my God, I'm so defensive of this. Like you're just like, I just have this. Like, nah, 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 nah. People become like, they literally think they're like a YA novel when they have a boyfriend. Like it's like, it can become like, oh my God, no, nobody understands. Like we're star-crossed lovers. Like this is so hard. Like, no, but it's literally being like, I just like don't feel like you've been a great friend and that like really sucked and addressing like, what she's doing in the friendship, not where you think and what we all think, where that's coming from or what the variable that has changed that has been the uh, the catalyst for this shift in her attentiveness to the friendship. There is no need to bring any of that. Just address the the problem, not not what you think caused. And we all know what caused the problem, but like and how she's making you feel and what her behavior and actions are doing. And some people will just be like, so like, do you just think I'm like, hey, my boyfriend too much? It's like, I didn't say that. Like, this is just, I don't, I don't think you have to choose, but I, I think that, you know, you could be around for my birthday and like, you know, but the location thing is, fu- and I can't believe she turned it on like right th- then. That's, I would have just kept it off and then be something like, can you see my location? Like, this is so fucking weird. Like I was trying to say, like, is it working? And then being like playing dumb, but like, you're going to be shady and a bitch and then just like, with a smile and you're like not even we're not scheming at all I'm there angry yeah the scheming is done i'm pissed and i'm so sorry that i got confused at the beginning and thought you were wrong i'm math is also not my strong suit and i thought in my mind the blanks i filled in she was in the caribbean and she didn't have service on your birthday and there was a large time change and that's not what happened at all no it was like a specific thing of turning off your location yeah ew I you know what that. i did when i got to when I landed, when I was on vacation, I turned my locations on. She sends me her so location the, and goes, yeah, so, in case I die, if you don't mm-hmm. hear from me. And if I, I said, come up missing, this is like, you don't go on vacation. No. And turn your. I was literally, when you did that, it was like on my to-do list of like, get Melissa's location while she's gone. Yeah. Like. I get in an Uber. I send you my location. Uh-huh. Like, it's not. Like uh-huh. a- <laughs> All right. Now we're going to take another break. And it's time for our final segment. And this segment is called What Are They Wrong? Where we nominate someone in pop culture, the news, something in the zeitgeist. Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist. I can't say it again. Zeitgeist. I'm going to say it weird. That we think deserves tomatoes. Sometimes they're serious. Sometimes they're laughing at. We're laughing at them. 
Other times we would like to send them uh, to jail, but sometimes we would like to send them to the guillotine. And those are mine. Mm -hmm. All right. So this week I'm nominating Tarek or Tariq El Musa. Don't know the proper pronunciation. He is the star of HGTV's Flipper Flop. And it seems like he's doing a little flopping in North Hollywood. I think that was a good one. That was that was great. Thank you. So renters, the residents of North Hollywood, are accusing him of evicting them from their rent-controlled apartment units to build a new 138-unit complex. One woman named Kathy said that this has been my home for a long time. She's lived there for over 40 years, and she's very comfortable. She and her neighbors in the units received an eviction notice shortly after Mr. Flipper Flop announced that he was doing his biggest flip ever. The tenants were hoping that meant that their complex surrounded by some new with like some other complexes would like get renovated. They just thought it was going to get renovated, not knocked down. And now they're being ordered to move out. So there are also a ton of empty lots around them, too. So they don't understand why that he's building him and the group that's doing it are building on prop or knocking down their property it's not actually their property but knocking down the property that they live in but that's their home and and i believe if somebody has lived somewhere for 40 years just give them the place (laughs) like they've paid the mortgage literally multiple times over at this point so dead deadline is i'm not gonna say anything negative about them because i want them to write positive things about me but deadline posted an article that made it seem well that put Mr. Flipper Flop in a positive light and the people in the comments went off so Mr. Flipper Flop claims to have no connection with the current owner who faces up to 80 years in prison for his crimes against the tenants Uh but El Musa conveniently fails to mention that the brother is the architect the brother of the uh, current owner is an architect on this new product. So this is just predatory behavior. He's also limited the comments on his Instagram. And then somebody who, you know, an instigator in the comments also said, why doesn't he and his partner guarantee the low income units they're building to the current tenants? And then someone said, none of them are paying rent and haven't in years. Sounds like a terrible idea. And then someone else responded, they're withholding rent. It's a common practice in the state of California to withhold rent and put it in an escrow account until the landlord completes repairs and has shown it to be negligent. So these people are just knocking down this house for TV content. So like I saw this like boots on the ground. Someone posted in the Ask Los Angeles subreddit of being like, Mm -hmm. hey, does anyone know what we can do? Like we're figuring this out. And it was like people were figuring out and making these so he he, like this person made a bunch of these connections and was like what do i do and people are like oh my gosh like i've heard about like reach out reach out and then when it got posted like the subreddit was like one of our own take them down and i was like this is wild and the part that i don't think anyone is focusing enough on is the current landlord his crimes are these people are, are are finally starting to like 
they could take a breath. They could be like, oh, okay, you know. And then it goes, no, 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 not on Tarek's watch. He goes, don't get too comfortable. Now that this is, this person's going to jail. Uh, now I'm going to fuck it up for you even more. Is fucking crazy. Did you see what the crimes he committed? Mm-mm. Ready? And he also paid a separate individual a sum of a few hundred dollars to set a fire in a vacant unit in the apartment complex to try and drive out the tenants. Set fire to the apartments in the building, vacant ones that they live, that, uh, because he's not making repairs. And he's like, but I want you to leave. So like, I'm going to set fire to these empty ones. So messed up. Who accepted a couple hundred dollars to set? Know your worth. <sighs> Probably somebody that just really needed the money. That's what I like. It had ugh. to be. And it's awful. Yeah. So the arson plot was allegedly aimed to displace tenants and enable the demolition of the building and re- to redevelop it for Terracamosa. Yeah. So. And the architect is this guy's brother. Uh huh. So they're all <laughs> uh-huh. conspiring together. It's like we're still keeping it in the family. He's married to one of the girls from Selling Sunset. And I'm like, are you, you, you think this is going to be a, a mini series? Like, what are, what are you doing? Well, <sighs> I hope they all get put. I hate cops, but like, I do believe in prison. <laughs> Here's the thing. Melissa, I. For the people that, because it's not fair. The way that the prison system is set up right now, it's not fair to everyone. And if we had a fair and just prison system where the people that sh- deserve to be in jail should be in jail, I would be all for it. And these people deserve to be in jail. And I also have very different feelings about, I think white people should be sent to jail for misdemeanors. Like, I just think like, we, we, we have to shift, we have to shift it. And in order to do that, we need to disproportionately be in jail. And we need to start that. Or if it was just fair. (laughs) Totally. No, I know. But I just, at this, I'm like, people go for, people go to jail. For absolutely nothing. And no, no, this is, mm-hmm. if we're going to go, then you should be there, sir. Mine also has to do with reality television. And oh, I would I like think to. I already know where this yeah. is going to. I want to issue a huge trigger warning for this. I personally skipped watching uh, a lot of this video because I have been, in, and I know so many people who have been in this situation. And I've also been in this situation. And it's like very traumatizing and triggering. So I'm going to talk about it, but not in, uh, extreme detail and if you're gonna watch the clips like this is on bravo but bravo did not issue like a content or trigger warning so like i saw this on twitter but for people who are watching like that would have been a huge fucking jump scare for me about like how quickly this turned into something that you have no idea that's gonna happen and it's reality it's not scripted so therefore like it's i think that that deserves a uh I don't know why for some reason people don't put trigger warnings in like that kind of con like sometimes in like scripted stuff. But like this, I'm like, okay, this is like a real life thing. I would like to nominate two crew members from uh, below deck down under. And that is uh, Luke Jones. We'll start with him. So um, if anyone hasn't watched, it's a fantastic show, the below deck franchise. And they went out as they do, these are people who work on these massive yachts and they party. They go out, they drink, they have fun. And it's camera crews, obviously. And so they're all going out drinking and they're all getting very drunk. And one of the girls is like, you know, very drunk. And how the hierarchy kind of works on these 
boats if people are not ships. Sorry, sorry, not a boat. But so the like head stewardess, first two, I think is what she's called. Her name's Asia. She was kind of like making sure everyone's okay. Like you're kind of the, you're not like, you're relatively similar in age. You might be a little bit older than the people, but like all young people, but you know, keeping tabs. And she notices that um, one of the girls, Margot, is like very drunk. And one of the guys is like flirting with her. And she's like, okay, no, she's really drunk. Like we're just going to put her straight to bed. And the guy's kind of like got his like- passed out. No, no. So this is before, this is way before this. And so while they're all out together and like Margot is visibly drunk, she's kind of having, like Aisha's kind of having like to tell Luke, like back off. She's super drunk. And it raised these red flags in her because he just kind of wouldn't leave her alone. And that's part of the reason why she, like Cruz, crew was kind of like tuned into this as well is because she kept verbalizing that, that like, he had his sights set on her from the time that they were all out together. So Margot goes to bed and then the power ends up going out and she's like passed out totally asleep. The power goes out and the camera sees Luke with this look of excitement and he looks at the camera and then bolts into Margot's room. And the producer immediately goes like, nope, nope, get out of there. She's sleeping, get out, get out. And he slams the door in the producer's face. And the producer's like, oh, whoa, no. Opens it again. They're like fighting with this door. trying to, And then he gets in there. Finally, the producer is able to get in. He's saying like, no, no, no. She's sleeping. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. And it goes from being like, oh, like, okay, man, knock it off. To being like, get out of her room. And gets in there and they pull him out and he has gotten into her bed and he is now naked and he's pretending now that he's so drunk that he's like I don't even blah, 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 is putting on a show when he was literally not that drunk seconds before and it's all on camera they kick him back to his room Asia fi- like finds like she sees this and she doesn't is freaking out and can't even really tell Margot's like so drunk and like asleep and can't even really explain to her what's going on but it's like i'm not comfortable with you being in by yourself so she gets in her bed and like stays there and production makes sure that he doesn't come back and he goes back to his room and passes out and then kind of tries to pretend that like he doesn't even know what happened that he's just like so drunk and like so tired but then he like gets hella fucking pissed off and is like fighting and yelling and talking to one of the girls about it and it's just like and sounds very sober now so we've bounced back and forth to I'm so drunk I'm what I'm doing to like I'm fighting and now I'm sober and I'm pissed as fuck and so now I'm going back into bed so Asia had I guess opened up and I have I haven't watched this um iteration of Below Deck or the ones that she's been on but I guess uh season one that she was on she had opened up about how she had been raped at a party when she was drunk and so she's feeling like very triggered by the situation and being like this is not safe goes to tell the captain. Captain is like, is she okay? Did anything happen? She's like, no, like nothing, but like this happened. And like a lot of people are saying like, oh my gosh, think of like what could have happened. I was like, this is violating. Like as it, like this is a problem. And like, it didn't go farther than that, but harm wasn't avoided. Like this was all still harmful. The captain goes into Luke's uh, bunk, wakes him up. Luke is like, what's going on? Again, pretending. And he's like, you're staying in a hotel. You can get out, stay in the hotel. And he's like, I don't even know what, what, what's, uh, what happened. Like, what do you mean? Has him stay in a hotel. And then the next morning, 
tells the crew that he's going to be fired and they're all going to be essentially sequestered to one room. He is going to be taken around with a producer and he's going to have like essentially a handler to pack. Like he has to pack his stuff, but not saying goodbye to anyone. No one is going to have any contact with him. And he's sent off the boat. Then where we have Laura step in. And just when you think like this guy's off the boat, thank God. Uh, we have Laura step in who says, can we say goodbye to him? And everyone's like, no, you cannot say goodbye to him. She then confronts Margot, saying that she just feels so bad for Luke. And is like, this is so not fair to him. And like, he didn't even get a warning. And like, he's just a sexual person. Like, I'm a sexual person. You're a sexual person. Like, he wasn't going to like, he wasn't like going to rape you or anything. And Margot's there like, uh, like feeling uncomfortable. And also like, she's just victim blaming, saying like, well, you must have done something like, you know, you didn't shut him down. Like he felt comfortable doing that. Like he wouldn't have done that if he didn't feel comfortable. And so she's over here going like, uh, which I just have to say, like big fucking kudos to Asia for this is relatively early on, I think, in the season um, or the charter of this at all. It's like create a, a circum like a, a community in the sense of like your workplace that there are cameras there so people already feel uncomfortable and like might not do like you know might not feel comfortable speaking up about things but has made so made sure everyone feels so comfortable that like you know margo then goes to her and tells her like it's really laura's like saying all this stuff and margo's like I'm i mean and asia's like she's saying what and then laura says i wish he would have come into my room i wouldn't have kicked him out like i would have loved that and she's like, what the fuck? So then, again, so this is blowing up on Twitter. So me and a lot of other people are seeing this without necessary context. So it then turns out that uh, part of the catalyst and reason of her defending Luke, which I guess he had rejected her before. And she was like, if only he hadn't rejected me, like, I wouldn't have kicked him out. He could still have a job, like, blah, 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 all of this shit. She did this to a different cast member who had then he felt uncomfortable but again felt comfortable enough to tell the first like the heads to the first two tell asia like she's making me uncomfortable but like i don't want to make i don't want to embarrass her and make her feel bad and she was like no i don't know like you've said no and i'm not comfortable with how she's treating you and i need her like this is not okay then goes and tells the captain and the captain is like okay cool gets laura <laughs> and is like laura lies and he's like so i heard like what did you say to Margot? And she was like, I just like pulled her aside and like told her I was like really sorry that it happened. Like and asked her how she was doing. And he was like, yeah, no, that's actually not what you did. And goes off and she's like, well, can I have a warning? And he's like, no, you, uh, you're off the charter. Like you're done. This is like, we have boundaries here. And not only are you like not, you are, dis you're, you're going against what I as the captain have requested. And like, I am laying out these boundaries, but like also like your crew members and like people who you're working with, like that's not okay. And she's like, well, I disagree. And he goes, that's okay. And sends her off packing. And she's bitching the whole fucking time, swearing and all of this. And it was uh, wild to fucking watch. It's so sad that it is such a refreshing version of this to see on television. Because we've seen this so many times. I, I've, I've gone through this. I have friends who have gone through this. Like, I know more people, more women who have gone through this than who have not. And this is very rarely the outcome in real life. And it's even more rare to have this outcome play on TV. Like it just people aren't protected in real life and people really aren't fucking protected on television. And to see this happen 
and to see not only like crew members like step up, but production and knowing that the reason why they step up is because they have to, because they haven't done times before. It's very depressing to know that like this isn't uh, a first time thing. Like this is the reason, again, the reason why they stepped up and the reason why they had the protocol at this point is because they've needed to in the past. Um, but it's better than not having done it. And it feels like a lot of times the same things are happening over and over again and nothing is changing. Um, and to see this change and then for them to choose to air it instead of burying it and not talking about it and not sharing any of it, which has happened on so many fucking shows. I really hope that this has other reality networks like follow suit in the sense that like now we have an example of how how productions should handle this and it it hopefully other ones will follow along and set up things in place so these things maybe can't get to this point i just i want to highlight too that like what you brought up but just like highlight that like laura also went after a man and that rejected her numerous times Mm -hmm. and she just kept like he kept saying no and she just kept going after him and she was not taking she, like, no for an answer hopped in his bed too and like mm-hmm. he was also like he was not passed out he was also very drunk but like part of the reason why like the reports on like sexual assault and harassment against men it's like this like concept that men have to be so macho but then also have to take care of women's feelings and like be kind and sweet and so he's in a position where he's it happens with women too but like in the and like how can i react to not make this worse and that was like what he kept saying is like i don't want to i don't want to embarrass her and it was like her embarrassment has like nothing to do with your comfort Mm -hmm. like she's crossing your boundaries all in lines like all the she's crossing the physical boundaries like she's climbing on top of you and doing like this is wildly inappropriate as well Mm -hmm. and it made a lot of sense when i saw that why she was going so hard for him because she did the same thing basically the good news out of this was that like you know Asia kept checking in on Margot, and she was like I'm like okay she was like I've never felt like care and support like this ever and like the chef like made her like a comfort meal and all of this and it was really nice to see especially in reality tv we see a lot of like women fighting (laughs) with each other and it was like really nice to see a sisterhood like that and in my experience that is not how my situation went down at all and like knowing how much like obviously she went through so much but knowing that like having someone there like on your side from like the start and like having those people in that community and support makes going through that a lot easier and that's also why Asia understands that from like her own experience too so Mm -hmm. wild wild all right if you if you would like to listen to this episode ad free and you're like I would love to join the Patreon, but like I don't have time to sit down and watch episodes. Well, you're in luck. Now you can listen to them. So if you join our Patreon, you can now listen to all episodes at, well, not all episodes, all new episodes ad free with Spotify. So you get a special Spotify feed that has our, that has Don't Blame Me and But Am I Wrong. Sorry, the bonus episodes, you still got to listen to that. Anything light you'd like to share? I was going to say, I did screenshot something light to share. Where is it? An Iowa teen lost a ring containing her father's ashes, so city workers dug through four tons of trash to find it. That's very kind. That is very kind. Thank you, Megan. 
I did so much. I I found it on Instagram. You still found it. Anyways. All right. We hope you enjoyed. We Goodbye. will circle oh, back circle next back. week. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.